Welcome to the More Than Pizza podcast, where we exist to walk with parents in the discipleship of their kids and offer more than just pizza. Welcome back to the More Than Pizza podcast. I'm JB. I'm Corey. I'm Ray. And I'm Austin, and uh, we look forward to hitting today's uh, topic. We started thinking about um, some topics, and today we're thinking about helping families walk through trials, because each and every one of us have walked through trials. Um, You've heard the saying, um, you're either going into a trial, you're either in a trial, or you're coming out of a trial. Um, And so today we want to take time to um, help families uh, walk through those trials. And so we're looking forward to tackling this subject today. Um, and so we'll be uh, looking at some scripture, we'll be looking at some uh, personal stories, and uh, I'm really seeing how we can help come alongside families um, to walk through these things. And so let's start out by uh, with a quote. Adrian Rogers said this at one time, and I thought um, it's appropriate for this, is a faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. Um, and I thought that was uh, crucial. And so let's, let's tackle this subject. And so as we look at it, it's not if but when you experience various trials. And so what is a trial? Let's go ahead and define that as we uh, go through the subject. What do we all say? What is a trial? I would say a trial is, in my definition, a trial is something that challenges who you are and what you believe. Um, Not necessarily just an inconvenience, but something that challenges the the things that are core to you. Yeah, I think it's something that makes us ask the question, why? Hmm. That's uh, good. If that's the case, my four-year-old has trials all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not question a, yeah. why. Not in a sense No, no, no I'm with you. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I think, as you say, uh, and it does ask the uh, question, why? And I think trials is something that breaks that pattern in our life of comfort. Um, and it's being, it's really for us to be uh, conformed to look more like Jesus as the reason why they're placed in our lives. And so they come in various forms, though. Um, and so what, what are some forms that trials come in, some examples that y'all can think of uh, when it comes so that our listeners, so that you can understand, hey, this is what a trial looks like. I know a trial, like even with like students, would be any time that something is pushed against them and they have to think biblically about what does the Bible say about this or why is this an issue, what is happening here, or any kind of apologetic type idea. And apologetics is really just defending your faith. I know that's a big churchy word that we've talked about before, but um, that is the whole purpose of being able to defend your faith is when trials come. Hmm. Like at school, when different types of what the culture is saying, hey, what is wrong with this? Why don't you believe this? Like those are trials that Christians are going to face and reasons they need to have information or biblical information to figure out how can I combat these different Mm -hmm. issues. Yeah, I do. I do think they come in a lot of different directions, though. Like, I think it's fair to say that there's some major trials. There's probably even some more minor trials mm-hmm. that we walk through. There's also some private trials that we may experience, and some that are public. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think there are different levels now, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit later. Not everything in life is a trial, but there are different elements to the way trials test us and test what we believe and what setting and area. They test us as well. Yeah, I think for us, going back to Corey, of what a student m- might see as a trial is when they actually are defending their faith. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, Maybe the hostility or minor persecution of 
you know, standing for what they believe in in a school or on a sports team. Um, I, I think that is something that would be considered a trial just because it is a, a spiritual hardship. It's not um, – a lot of times we, I think most people will have a hardship at, or a trial being and just an illness or maybe a financial um, hiccup. A trial is in our life. It does come from a spiritual place more than just a, a physical one that's mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, and then they're allowed. So let's think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. A trial is allowed by God, but also temptations are allowed by God. But I think it's important that we understand the difference. And so what would y'all say is the difference? So if you have a trial in your life and there's a temptation coming in your life, what is, how can we determine the difference there? Earlier I mentioned I think a trial is something that challenges what you believe. And I would say that a temptation is something that challenges your obedience within that belief. And so the, I, I think a trial is something that really makes you question, what do I believe? Do I hold true to this? Is, is my identity, my strength, my foundation, is it found in this or is it found in something else? Where a temptation is, hey, I know these things. It's not really changing my foundation, but it's asking, am I going to be walking obedience based on the things that I say I believe in? And so I think temptations are more action-driven, whereas trials are something that we experience and then we, we approach them with a spiritual mindset. Uh, but to me, that's kind of how I would separate the two. Yeah. We see temptations coming. We don't see trials coming. And sometimes we choose temptations. Yeah. And we don't necessarily choose yeah. trials. To um, A trial also, like, well, going through a trial strengthens your faith to begin with. It's like a, a temptation typically doesn't strengthen your faith. Like what JB was saying, it will strengthen your obedience because it is pushing on that side of Christianity, but it's not necessarily strengthening your entire faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I hear a lot of times people talk about sin as like just some big giant hole you fall into. And but if you read Psalm one one, it's like blessed are those who don't sit with scoffers or stand in the way of sin or sinners. A temptation is something that is shiny off the path mm -hmm. that you want to go look at, you want to go grab. Where a trial is the big giant hole that you have just fallen into, and now you have to work your way to get out of that or get through that. And I think that I feel like that's a good distinction, especially mm -hmm. with the quote of you're either coming out of one, you're in mm -hmm. one, or you're going into one. And a temptation does go to obedience, too, of just this is something my flesh won't. I know the Bible says not to. I know it says don't, ha don't have it, don't take, but we do, mm -hmm. or we tend to a lot. Um, so I, there's, there's a distinction between trials and temptations. But I think we can give God the glory in both of them. Mm -hmm. um, it's just dependent on how we walk through them is different. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so we know what trials are. We know God allows those and puts those in our life to strengthen our faith, to look more like him, and then to see that we're going to stand strong in him. And then those temptations um, is from the enemy. Uh, we know that, and that's to make us fall. And I think as, as parents and as students, it's very crucial that uh, you understand and that we understand in general uh, the difference in those and how we're going to walk, walk uh, through those as well. And so as I get to thinking about this and I get, get it on my mind and stuff like that, I start thinking, how do people normally respond in these, though? Uh, when it comes to a trial in your life, we know what James says, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But how do you normally, what is the normal response when you walk through something? Why? Why me? Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's different for every person, and it, it might depend on your sanctification. 
how close you are with the Lord. Different trials and things that I've had in my life, there just comes anger. I'm just angry for no reason. Um, but then I actually figure out, oh, there is a reason. Um, and it's because in this whole trial, I've decided to separate. I was mad at God. And if we're mad, we don't really want to be around the person that we're mad mm-hmm. at. And so we quit praying. We quit reading scripture. And so that just causes a distance in that relationship. And then the trial's not going to get any better. Your attitude's not going to get any better. And so I think, for me personally, anger comes up. And mm-hmm. that's probably for a lot of people. But Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I, I think you also got to consider that that's why a lot of people pursue things of the world uh, down deep and dangerous paths is because they're seeking for answers to questions that they're not going to find uh, are seeking answers in places where they're not going to find them. And even just thinking through how we approach trials and how we approach temptations, I think it, it is different with every person. I think it's a mindset too. We were joking kind of before, we recorded is that there's several things on the internet now that talks about like, Oh, why did I have to receive the toughest battle? And it's like, no, the toughest battle is that you have to take the trash out every Tuesday night. Like a lot of times we want to say that our lives are really difficult. And so we go very quickly into the woe is me kind of mindset because we're looking for it. I think sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I think it is different between every person as to how they respond. Yeah. I think reaction is key. And how we respond in a trial, how we respond in a temptation and things like that is going to be uh, that we're word-driven. Um, if we're not in the word, if we're not in truth, we're um, probably not going to respond. We're going to respond worldly. Uh, but if we're in the truth, we're going to respond biblically. And so let's just take some of those phrases. Um, as we uh, just kind of look at James 1, we have that in our mind. This is the one of the one of the best chapters for us, and we have some some biblical examples even in the Old Testament that show us how to walk through a trial um, and walk through that testing of faith. And so let's just let's just take some of these, uh, for instance. So the first one that James kind of um, goes into is consider it a great joy. And so when you're walking through a trial, I don't know about y'all, but we just heard it. Our reaction is usually not joyous. Hmm. And so what does he mean by consider it a great joy? Which joy and happiness are completely different things, too. Mm-hmm. Like, happiness is built on circumstances where joy is built on who you have or who you have in your heart and who you're following after and who's leading your life. Mm-hmm. And whenever we're going through a trial, we know that it's a trial. We know that the result of that trial will bring us closer to God. And so that is what brings us joy, not the actual mm-hmm. trial itself, but the outcome of the trial. And that's always kind of difficult because that's mm-hmm. not, I mean, me personally, whenever life is hard, that's not my first response. Mm-mm. Hey, how am I going to be better afterwards? But that should be her mindset because we should be looking forward to God and looking to God in everything instead of just when things get hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very true because God can make a masterpiece out of it, and yet we don't see the big picture uh, sometimes. I think uh, just in general, the examples that go through my mind when I've walked through a trial or whatever and the moment I'm like, why am I walking through this? But later on in life, I start seeing the reason why is because God's making a masterpiece in me out of this. And it may be that so I can use it to, for someone else. Because I think community is key. And so as we're walking through these, you know, what James continues to show us is that you can be joyous in this because of what, what he's going to make, make you out of this whenever you walk through it. Even though our first fleshly response is like, why are we going through this? But he also says no. So we got knowledge here. No 
that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And so that is so important that we know that. And then we need to know that we need to let endurance have its full effect. And so I think that's so important that as we're walking through this is that we're, this is the reason. James is showing us this is the reason. God, God may be testing us in this trial, but he's going to make a masterpiece out of this as, he's, as we're seeing that our um, obedience is being tested. And so uh, the next part is crucial as well. Ask God for wisdom. And so as you're walking through James, you'll notice right after that, after he says, this is the trial, this is your being tested. Well, now he's saying, ask God for wisdom and ask in faith. What does that look like? Yeah, I think ultimately a lot of times when we walk through a trial, we're asking these questions. But as we've already said, one of the biggest questions is, why is this happening to me? Like, why is this happening, period? And, you know, it is about the end goal. And it is about uh, even, you know, towards the end of verse 4 in James chapter 1, it talks about let endurance have its full effect so that you can be made mature and you can be made complete, lacking nothing. Mm -hmm. And so even the sake of the trial is so that you will be closer to the Lord and you will be lacking nothing. Even though we feel like we're being attacked, it's ultimately for our good. And by seeking wisdom, it's the same concept. We're seeking wisdom that surpasses anything this world has to offer, anything that we can come up with ourselves. And we're relying on someone who who has an infinite amount of wisdom. And I just want to say, obviously, this this podcast we want to we want to walk with the family and walk with the parents. And parents, there's nothing you can do to completely remove or even completely avoid some of the trials that your children are going to face. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do, but you can allow help and walk with your children to build an incredibly firm foundation so that when the trials do come, your children know that they're working for the end game. They're working for the justification, the purification, sanctification that the Lord is going to do in and through them. And so while as parents we want to fix everything immediately mm-hmm. or even take it on ourselves, that is not really an option. But you can help prepare your students to know and no matter what happens in this life, God has great things. And as we trust in him, we get to have that joy. And that's where that wisdom comes in, right? Mm-hmm. It's no longer about us and our circumstances at the moment, but the wisdom comes in when we begin to look at what the Lord is doing long term. Most people, though, when it comes to wisdom and they're thinking, I'm walking through this, they'll go ask a friend. Mm-hmm. They'll run to, and there's nothing wrong with going to a pastor, to a youth pastor, to a friend or anything like that, but I feel like it's out of order sometimes before we even ask God for the wisdom as we're walking through this. And um, I think we got to seek vertically uh, before we seek horizontally because he's going to lead us to those people uh, when it comes to that. And so, yeah, I think wisdom is is crucial that we ask him as we're walking uh, through these. And as you can kind of see, as you continue to walk through uh, James, he, tells you, he shows us where our focus should be uh, when it comes to being uh, in humility. He shows us a crown of life, and he also says every good and perfect gift is from above. Um, and so whenever we're asking God for wisdom and, uh, and we're, we're asking in faith so that we're not tossed and turned, we need to understand that our focus is on Christ in this um, because it's so easily uh, we can get distracted in some of these things whenever God's saying, just look to me, ask me, and I will give you the wisdom you need as you um, walk through this. And so... Um, I just I know that this is this is crucial uh, when it comes to these things. And so uh, trials teach us to have a great faith. 
uh, when it comes to a lot of things in life. And so as we continue to walk through this, I start thinking as a parent and as a student, you may be sitting there thinking, you know, I'd like to hear a scenario. I'd like to hear a personal story or whatever it may be um, to to understand how to walk through this. And so um, we want to move into that part of the segment. And so um, Jacob's going to share um, something that he personally walked through. Um, and then we'll we'll shoot some questions to the home uh, when he uh, gets through walking us through this. Yeah, so um, I'd just like to share just a time where we had a trial with me and my wife. We've been married for about six years. Um, and so we wanted to foster. And so during this time of fostering, we did it for about two years. And we've had about 10 children in and out of our home. And it was a great time of just loving these children, just really feeling called to do this through Scripture. Um, we kind of see that in James 1, 26. And so, but also during this time, we wanted to start a family as well. Um, and during this difficult time, uh, we found out we had two miscarriages within about a year time frame. And so also in the second miscarriage, we found out a diagnosis from a wife. And so um, that night was just really profound night to know, um, to hear about the diagnosis, but also the loss of your child. And so during this time, though, it was just a really testing of my faith, but also a time to lean on James 1-2. That's something that's really plastered on uh, in my office, and then something I just read often and just find joy and suffering. It's not something I did well. It's not something that was just easy, but it was also a reminder for me that the Lord was in control of all these things. And so, but sharing more with this story, also with foster care and how it connected was, um, during the first and second miscarriage, we also had a, a infant baby that the mother didn't want and that we really just believed that the Lord was working for us to um, adopt and have, and it was just all working out pretty easily and simple. Um, about four or five months into the process, um, the foster care didn't realize they had two other siblings in the system in the same county in which we lived in, and they had mistakenly not asked that family if they wanted that child. And so they were asked the family, and they said, yes, we would like to have that child. And so um, with no, we had nothing to say. And, and we were thankful that the child was able to go with their sibling and grow up with them. But it was a difficulty of thinking this is a child we would adopt and grow up to be our child um, and then to be taken away just by a simple mistake. And so on top of that, another three or four months later, my wife would have the second miscarriage. And so it was just a difficult time. Of and just really truly relying on the Lord during this time, um, but just how the Lord's working all these things out. Um, about six months later, we had two little girls that came into our home to be fostered on um, the rights, but their parents were just terminated. And so that being said, um, they were looking for a home to be adopted by, but we weren't really sure because they were a little bit older. They were about um, three and four, about to be four and five, and so we weren't sure. But when they come in the house, calling mom and dad, it just melts your heart. But just the Lord really working that out within a six-month process of realizing, like, hey, th- these are the children you're called to be. And so for us, we always wanted to have one first and then adopt. Well, the Lord was having that the other way around. And so we ended up adopting them about eight months later. And so adopting them, um, it was just a sweet moment of being able to um, just love these children and really to make them yours. And so... Um, but also in that process, three months later, finding out my wife was pregnant um, with our son. And so within a year time frame of all this, we um, had three children. And looking at the timeline of when the miscarriages took place, we also see that um, 
our daughter's birthdays kind of lined up around that time frame as well. And so now looking back, we see how the Lord is working all this out for his good and for our good. Um, but even in that time, it was difficult. It wasn't easy. Um, but uh, I just want to encourage you to trust the Lord. Um, whatever trial you may be going through, it may not be something like this. It may be more severe, you feel like. But um, here's a couple things we learned from the trials that we face and I want to encourage you with is, one, look to the Lord um, and say, trust Him. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't question Him. You can't, it doesn't mean you can't ask Him. Um, be sure to do that. But also, if you have a spouse or if you have a family, talk with them about this thing. My wife and our relationship got so much stronger during these times. But lastly is this, is having a community of people around you to communicate your issues. That doesn't mean every trial you can fully just share with them, but this time what we were going through, we were able to talk with my pastor and with some other church folks, and they were able to walk with us side by side. And it was um, astounding support um, that they were with us because there's many nights of tears or crying. Um, and in difficulties, but um, with that support of believers around us made it a profound time. So, Austin, back to you. Agree, agree. That's a great story uh, to end on. So just remember uh, just to run to God, run to his word, because uh, we know um, that we're all going to face uh, many trials. And so it's not if, but when. And so we hope that this um, episode is, has helped you as a family uh, to kind of think through those trials a little bit differently, to think biblically. And so we want to always shoot something to the home. And so in the home uh, for this week, um, as a family, take some time uh, to read James 1, 1 through um, 8, and just kind of kind of think through that. Pray through it as you read through James. Um, as a family, take time to, to talk about your trials. Um, I think that's one thing that don't happen near enough is that uh, students and, and parents don't talk about things that they're walking through, um, and, and they, those things need to be talked about. And as a family, pray through them together. Uh, take time to pray and seek God and his guidance and his wisdom uh, during that time. And as a family, thank, thank God. Just take a time of just thankfulness that we have a Savior uh, that we can run to each and every day and just uh, as a family worship together. And so take those into the home, and uh, we hope those are beneficial to you. And we hope uh, that you'll um, walk in obedience and walk um, in Christ each and every day. And so we look forward to seeing you next time um, on More Than Pizza Podcast.